Welcome to Luciega Viola TV, the place to be where we come to learn all we can about love, relationships, and sexuality, how to master them. So today we have a special guest, and I'm so excited uh, for our guest today because um, I've been following up a little bit on Facebook, and his present has been truly um, amazing and powerful and divine. So I was like, I have to reach out to this amazing man and really ask him uh, to come to our show to share uh, with us, you know, what he's doing, like what really, you know, the power that you're going to meet him. As soon as he, you know, comes to the screen, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, his energy is amazing. So his name is Justin Patrick Pierce. And I'm going to read to you about him. So um, Justin is introduced to the esoteric art as a child, has been introduced to the esoteric art as a child. Justin's reverence for the unseen continued to permeate all areas of his life. With formal training in ritual magic and sexual yoga, Justin combined his vast experience of the esoteric with his in-depth knowledge of the human body. In an ongoing initiative, to help his clients more intimately understand themselves, Justin used spiritual practice as the primary vehicle for personal growth. Justin currently serves as manager and teaching assistant to the world-renowned author and a spiritual intimacy teacher, David Data. So I am so, 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 so happy and honored to have you here, Justin. And today's topic is about the art of sexual yoga. And welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. You see, as soon as you showed up, I'm like, wow, <laughs> that energy. And I'm sharing this because I, I can't, I feel energy. And when you can feel people's energy when they speak, when just a picture of somebody, you can really feel that attraction, that energy that happening. And I can say that. Um, when I was reaching out to you, because I've been in my journey of, of you know, um, interviewing a mentors in the realms of the masculine energy and relationship. And when your name uh, came across, I was like, wow, this gentleman, this man really embody that energy that many women are, you know, craving for. And so I was like, well, I need to reach out to him. So I'm excited for having you in our show because I can even feel the energy that you emanate <laughs> from far away. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is beautiful and delicious. So let's dive into the art of sexual yoga and what are you doing and how you became who you are right now? There's a lot there. So, <laughs> um, the short story is when I was very young, around seven years old, my grandfather had taught me some basic meditation practices and a short time after he had died, he passed away. So I never really understood much about them. And it wasn't until I was about 10 or 11 years old that I just became fascinated by it. And I'd spend tons of time in the dark by myself, exploring consciousness, spirituality, energetics. So, I fell in love with this whole domain of the spiritual on my own without much instruction, just exploring what was possible. Um, and simultaneously, I had 
begun developing a love for fitness and exercise because as a young kid, when you're 15 years old, you don't have many means to manifest in the world. You're not out there making money and getting a job. Not all of us are. So it was fascinated me that I could do exercises and change the way my body looked and like began to manifest something in the physical. So I had this love and passion for the unseen, the non-physical and consciousness exploration. And I also cultivated this passion for the physical simultaneously. And for a long period of my life, these worlds were different paths. And when I was introduced to David Data's work eight years ago now, it was the first time in my life I saw these two worlds converging in the yoga of sexuality. All of these experiences I had cultivated in my own personal spiritual exploration, I was now learning how I could transmit that depth and share it with somebody else, and someone else can experience the same thing with me. At first, I thought I'd spend the rest of my life in those domains, and I'd never share it with anyone, really. But once I learned that those worlds could just be brought in through the body, through embodiment and sharing that energetic spiritual experience, everything changed for me. Um, so I immediately had a natural capacity for the work because of my love of the body and my experience in the non-physical. The work just came really naturally. And then soon I was assisting, co-teaching, and now I work directly with David as a teaching assistant, traveling around the world, putting on intensives, and also helping men and women cultivate this skill in their sexual spirituality. I can tell. Just what you share about your exploration, I, you know, I feel that um, that's pretty much um, you had, you know, it's like you had to be in that alignment at a very young age to dive into this and, and really allow yourself to go there because a lot of people don't go there. So I have the same, um, you know, alignment with you in Africa of like self-exploration has been my, one of the, the most, you know, amazing uh, teachers and mentors of, of my life that whole allowing yourself to go there and deep in and then it seems like when you come out, right? Like when you come out and you want to share it, all the confirmation of all the inner creation that you have been experiencing comes like, you're like, yes, you win your path, you win your path. So I'm really uh, excited to hear that because it's, like I always say, it's very easy to read thousands of books and go to thousands of, of you know, events and uh, retreats and things like that but it's very interesting to see how um of the journey it is to really go into what you have done like go into that self-exploration at a very young age um even at any age going there it's kind of like it's a little bit more difficult for so many people than reading a whole book and i'm not bashing book i'm saying that um that self-exploration is truly powerful so thank you for sharing that so let's talk about um, sexual yoga. Mm -hmm. Is there anything specific about sexual yoga you'd want to dive into? So let's start with um, beginning mm -hmm. and uh, what it is. And um, because many people talk about yoga, and I just saw um, a clip about 
um, a mentor in India talk about yoga, and he actually shared that the way that yoga is explored in the West is kind of like you know upsetting and sad for them because it had becoming like a very uh, just physical. And now whether yoga uh, actually is or uh, even tantra is like that whole journey of exploration, something that you already have done for like so many years in your in your childhood, like that self exploration. So if you can just share with us about because I do feel that the sexual yoga is kind of like it's kind of like um, the merging of the tantra world with the yoga world, like coming together and making more. Um, I'm I'm guessing. I don't know, but that's what it sounds to me. Uh, of that merging of so it can come to the mainstream in a very uh, simple way to understand it. So that's what I'm getting out of it. So if you want to go from there and share with us from the beginning. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to <laughs> interpret my experience. Um, so from what I know about the whole uh, intimacy dating relationship world is there's a, there's a whole area where this concept of Tantra sexual yoga, Neo Tantra has been brought into uh, our kind of Western culture and people have utilized it as a kind of like therapy to like fix relationship or have you have better sex or have you attract the partner that you want. Um, and in each one of those styles of cultivating the skill to get something you want, it, it's always going to have a certain quality to it. And there's nothing wrong with that because we live in a culture that wants to better ourselves. We want to develop ourselves. We want to cultivate skillfulness in our business, in our financial, in our purpose, and in our relationships. So there's like, a, I want to improve myself to be the best XYZ, fill in the blank. So I believe that the Neo-Tantra has kind of taken these very deep spiritual practices and kind of repurposed them to just be useful tools for getting what we want to get or getting where we want to be. Now, all of that's useful to a degree, and it's a great introduction into the work of sexual yoga. The beautiful thing about having been taught through David Data and by his approach to this work is he very much comes from a spiritual orientation where this is not about having better sex. This is about giving the love you need to give before you die or living out the depth of your true purpose as consciousness before you die and really orienting towards this whole thing from a very spiritual place. And when you start tapping into that aspect of the work, it becomes a complete way of life. It's a full orientation where it's no longer about getting anywhere. It's about just landing in this moment and recognizing, holy fuck, I am love light. I am consciousness. You are the expression of conscious love. Let's be in this moment and embrace that fully. And when you do that, it no longer has to look perfect or look like something because you start to practice from the perspective that every moment is an opportunity to practice conscious love, especially the dark moments that hurt. So this isn't about really fixing a relationship or having that fantasy experience. All of that comes from it, but the true practice is, can you really embrace this moment, this partner, 
and polarize it in such a way that love consciousness just pours through both of your bodies. And a lot of times that has nothing to do with physical sex whatsoever. So when I teach, when David teaches, there's no physical sex happening at all. Everyone's fully clothed. You're not even allowed to kiss anybody. No touching breast ass or genitals. So it's an insanely clean, strict, tight environment so that you can start to learn the subtle energetics of that transmission where you're not just habitually going for what we're all used to in terms of lovemaking, but you're actually learning how to make love from a totally different place in your body, which is that more subtle domain. And when you learn to make love from there, most of the time you'll have more profound, intimate, deeper moments of sexual ecstasy than you've ever had touching someone. And once you've cultivated that skill, then you can be, then you can take it home. You can begin applying it with your partner in physical touch. But what we prioritize in our teaching is the foundation of polarity on a soul to soul level. Mm, yummy. Yes, that's what we are about. <laughs> yeah. We are better by that. Uh, um, mm. Delicious. I just feel it. I'm just diving into it. Um, it's like in myself, there's like the giggle and like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's talking to what's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's an inner child within me right now. Uh, and it, it's, it's one of the things I love to share with our community and uh, um, with those who watch our videos and follow our interviews is, you know, when we talk about sexuality, it's not about, like I said, the genitals and especially because I talk a lot about sexual healing and I was just posting yesterday about, you know, sexual healing does not start in the genitals at all. Actually, it starts with the mind, helping us to release those conditions that help, that keep us stuck about around sexuality and then working with our emotions and the shadow and the new child and working in a very multidimensional way where the physical body comes, um, you know, this physical sex is, is, it comes to be experienced, but it's not, the priority is actually another cherry on the ice cream. You know, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's just another addi addiction, um, addiction, addition to it. So I love it. Um, so if you can share more about, I know that you've been in your journey for eight years uh, with David um, and uh, your whole, um, I, love, I, I have heard of his name and I have read a couple of little things about his book. And if you can share a little bit about going into an event like that, like what people will be getting out of it. Because um, we're here also to, you know, to hope to promote the retreat that he has coming up. So what it is that people really actually gonna gain um, for themselves? What are they going to experience on those retreats? It's a great question. Um, you know, the intensives that we do aren't just for anybody. They really are for those individuals who are ready for a transcendent exponential jump in their orientation towards spiritual sexuality and love in general. And a lot of individuals, men and women, often find themselves in the intensives because they've suffered many relationships that just haven't been working or they couldn't 
find the love they wanted to experience in their life or they feel inadequate or some way or something's broken inside of them and they're looking for a solution to fix it. That's why a lot of people show up. But after you go through the intensive experience, that falls away pretty quick. And then suddenly it becomes about, wow, as a man, when I embody the depth of my deepest purpose, when I live as impeccable consciousness, I already attract the perfect woman that I want to resonate in my life versus what's broken to me. What do I have to fix? And then I can kind of trick a woman or latch her in and pull her into my world. And it's a totally different feeling, but oftentimes when we're in those pain points and we just want a solution, we want to fix that problem, that wound inside of us. So that's, it's a good motivator because it gets people in the space. But once you're in the space, it's no longer about that whatsoever because in the space, what David is masterful at and what he's, what I've learned through him is how you can actually take two human beings into that spiritual domain and not just talk about these things, but have them experience it. And once you experience it, that's when it all starts to make sense or not make sense at all, but you feel it. And it's in that experience of it where all the little chatter, the mind chatter about not being enough, not needing something from someone, someone not meeting your demands, it all fades away into the background as noise. And then you suddenly are met by a true love consciousness. And once you get that in your bones, you just don't really want to go back to living any other way. And that's what happens to a lot of us who go through these intensive experiences. And it doesn't take more than a weekend for everyone to say, you know what, forget whatever I was doing with my life. I want to do this. <laughs> that mm -hmm. happens a lot. Um, because for the first time you've been guided into experiencing intimacy at a depth that you intuit is possible, but isn't showing up in your day to day life. So most of the time we're looking externally like, well, where's the person who's going to open me this way? Or where's that? Or maybe it's not this person. It's that person. You've been in a relationship a long time and you're like, it's fizzling out. Maybe it's over here. So you're constantly seeking that next better depth that you intuit as possible. But the truth is when you start learning the yoga, you start learning that your ability to receive that depth of love is the primary piece. Love consciousness is present in every moment and it's our capacity to feel or receive that love that enables us to go there. And if we have kinks, tightnesses, locks, ugh, preventing that, it doesn't matter who's in front of us or what's being happening. We won't be able to receive it because we haven't unwound the kinks in our own body. So this yoga helps you identify where you're, on, where you're blocked and gives you practices how you can unblock them and immediately begin experiencing your own true depth in sexual ecstasy, sexual spirituality. And that just begins the journey. And then we're forever unwinding those kinks and blockages towards conscious love in the body mind. And that's an infinite process. It never ends. We can just infinitely deepen, infinitely expand. And that's the experience a lot of people walk away with having at these events. I love what you said, walk away. I just want to make sure I don't have an echo. <laughs> mm -hmm. Chill.
Oh, what you're sharing is my understanding, my like deep conscious understanding of what yoga and tantra, you know, actually embodies. Like the whole aspect of getting into our consciousness, um, getting into, you know, tapping into it, feeling, exploring it, uh, diving into, tasting it. It it it. That's what to me feels like it. Uh, it's, and it really feels amazing. At the same time. For some people still in the Western world, when we talk about yoga, we talk about, you know, people, the first thing I still picturing is like yoga poses. <laughs> so I just want to understand, um, know if that uh, you pra- your guys are practicing the, the core of the consciousness, awareness, and embodying that aspect of love, infinite love. Do you also practice the yoga poses? The, I call it the sacred geometry body poses to align with our infinite universe. So is that also part of the experience? Just for people to have an idea that if they're, if they're going to experience that too. The way that I look at sexual yoga is it's multidimensional. And if you were just to categorize it in three different areas, I would say it's body. um, And then emotion and mind, kind of the Mm -hmm. same thing, mind in general, just emotional mind and then spiritual. And yes, there are physical practices you'll learn to do with your body, but it doesn't look anything like the yoga classes we see here in the States. There's no downward dog. There's no um, tree pose, but there is spinal alignment. There is a quality of breath. There is a stilling of the body for the masculine. There is a flow in the feminine body that needs to be cultivated, a receptivity and sensitivity in the breath, a responsiveness through the body mind that without those components, you can't create that true ecstatic charge so there is a physical yoga you need to be willing to put your body in an asana a posture that's something you're not used to so just breathe sitting properly and breathing properly for a long time is very challenging for a lot of men Um, just getting one good breath out of a man is pretty hard to do let alone three to five days of 10 hours straight of proper breathing and sitting So it is intensive physically in that way. But once you start to learn that, that new embodiment, you carry that everywhere. When you walk into a room, when you're sitting with your partner, you don't even need to think about it because the body's actually, it's just like working out muscles. You know, you go to the gym, you work out, you work out, you work out, they get bigger, get bigger, bigger. So then when you walk around, it's not like you have to work out for the muscle to be bigger. The muscle just is bigger. You're just stronger. So these principles are the same thing in cultivating your capacity to be receptive or penetrative in your love. And for the masculine, you want to cultivate stillness, a depth of breath. And for the feminine, you want to cultivate softness, flow, surrender, authentic responsiveness to the moment and let your body communicate that. And when it does, that's going to cause attraction in a moment. But what happens a lot, particularly for women, is 
as women have kind of grown into the workforce and are very purposeful, they're doing an incredible job as doctors, leaders, making more money than men is now a new trend. Um, that those qualities have a tendency to masculinize the body mind. Um, just meaning the body's more structured. It's not just totally flowing and responsive because to go out in the world and penetrate and create and be purposeful and earn money and dominate, which is all amazing things. You have to boot up your masculine. You need di direction. You need to. So women will sometimes kind of start to accumulate this neuromuscular cloak. My teacher calls it where your body's no longer supple and responsive to every moment. So when you do want to be supple and responsive and create polarity or attraction with a man or your lover in a moment, because you've unconsciously yogically kind of masculinized your body, when the moment comes where you want to access the feminine flow, it's not there. Not because it doesn't exist inside of you, just because you haven't trained it. So some of the practices for the feminine is really learning how to unwind any tensions that are created from being a purposeful, powerful woman in the world so that you can have access to that responsiveness, that flow to experience the intimacy you really want to create. So that would be a kind of asana you would expect to do physiologically. And some women just making a sound is hard for women. So make a sound that expresses how you feel right now. And Women will go, mm, mm. So, <laughs> so that would be part of the type of yoga. So that means if you're restricted here in your throat, it's like not being able to bend over and touch your toes. You just need to, ah, 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 ooh, 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 ah, <laughs> ah, ah. And you play these notes mm -hmm. of authentic expression, and it's incredible. When you allow your body to go through these flows, it'll start unlocking and unwinding like a, and truly that is the most attractive thing to feel in our partner is open vulnerability, fullness, authenticity. And once that's there in the body mind, that's part of the awesome. So that's the physical component and that goes on a whole conversation, but there's also the emotional asana holding a pose. Can you sit inside of sadness or fear or anger and hold your anger and love through that as an asana? And then there's also the spiritual domain. So these yogic poses we do are multi-dimensional and you'll be holding poses in every one of those domains. And the physical component is challenging for a lot of people. The emotional mental component is absolutely challenging for people. And once you've condition those to a high enough degree, you'll really start to play in that more spiritual domain of it, um, which has a certain subtle difference from the other two domains, but require that we cultivate skillfulness physically and psycho-emotionally first as a foundation to support us in those deeper dimensions. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Let me ask you this. Uh, so when the men are practicing um, the embodiment of, of the presence of the, the masculine, like I'm understanding, is um, the women also learn to, uh, to tune in into the masculine um, pose and men also learn to, you know, 
relaxed and in the flow of the feminine? Do they switch? Do they switch the practices? Men and women do the both genders uh, um, learn how to do both practices? That's a great question. Um, inside the workshop experiences, there'll be moments where we will switch polarity so each partner can feel what it's like to do that. But mm -hmm. primarily in the teachings, a lot of women have already cultivated a kind of masculine. They're trying to unwind and men have cultivated a feminine flow that women are sick of and want, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we just because of the nature of the way most people show up and what they want, we're teaching the men how to be the masculine embodiment and the women to, how to be the feminine embodiment in the workshops. Now, my partner and I, we spent years strictly practicing that polarity, myself and the masculine, her and the feminine flow. And after years of strict practice, we started to explore polarizing the moment, meaning that it didn't matter who is a masculine or feminine. It's just if you're creating polarity in the moment, love can be experienced. It doesn't matter who's in the masculine or who's in the feminine. It just matters, are you aware of the polarity happening? And if there's not polarity, let's say you're both business partners and you're working together trying to get something done, and one of you goes, well, why don't I feel love and ecstasy in this moment? And you get upset because the other person's not meeting you in that place, but you're both resonating as the same vibration, masculine, masculine. And then there's another time where you might be feminine and feminine, where you're just kind of laying on the couch, snuggling, rubbing each other, chatting, sharing your day, heartfelt conversation, which is also a beautiful uh, experience. But those working together as business partners, kind of hanging out as loving friends, exchanging, exchanging flow, those are moments of resonance. And resonance is beautiful. I love resonance in my relationship. But if you think you should be having polarity in that moment or want polarity and you don't want resonance, you're going to get mad at each other. There's going to be conflict there because you're unconscious of the fact that you're resonating in that moment rather than creating polarity. So a woman comes home from work. She's all in her masculine. Her man comes home from work. He's in his masculine. And you start talking to one another. He wants you to surrender. You want him to surrender. I don't know what it is. But you just start fighting with each other because you're in the same mode. You're both in the same polarity. And all it takes is one of you to switch and offer the, to polarize the moment. Now, what I just described has been my life journey and it's where I love practicing the most, um, but it's highly advanced. I mean, even as much practice as I've dedicated to it, the first year, two years, there was a lot of failing in this practice because it's complicated. So you really need to first understand what masculine and feminine is. And then once you've established a basic foundation, it's like martial arts, you need to learn how to punch and kick and move your feet before you start playing with weapons and knives. You know, if you just start with the most complex, it'll be hard to progress. So that's why in these intensives, we really focus on the foundational elements and helping people get good at that. And then once you establish a solid practice, then we invite individuals to be artistic with the way they transmit their love.
because all of us are artists of love in our own way. We all have our own flavors, our own intentions. So you learn the principles, just like music. You know, you learn to play the chords, but then eventually just playing other people's songs isn't that great. You want to write your own music, but you've got to start somewhere. So we'll teach you the chords, how to be a great musician. But eventually, if you want to become an artist, you take those principles and you're going to apply them to your own flavor of life. Hmm. I love it. And I'm saying love it, like, honestly, because um, being in this field and you read, you know, some aspect of David Data's work and his work in the past, you know, um, we all get kind of like criticized in our world. And especially when it comes to this realm of sexuality, um, there's still such a big ego of so many people saying, you know, oh, my better than yours. <laughs> so I am kind of like very humble in this way where I love to learn from everybody and stand where everybody's coming from. And I have heard of, you know, of David Data's aspect of sharing this. But one thing is understanding from somebody who is in the same field, had their own idea of what it's supposed to be, comparing to asking questions like I'm asking and trying to understand from the inside of, of, of the work, which to me kind of like makes sense and resonates because in my own self-exploration and my own self uh, journey of exploring uh, esotericism and sexuality at a very young age too, with the Gnostic community and, and diving deeper into those realms, um, I, I have this awareness that it is like you say, you know, when you go to martial arts, you have to learn the foundations. And it is important that people, that man learns, you know, in a practical, the immersion to become attuned with the masculine energy um, and then the woman, the feminine, to, to be attuned with the feminine. So it, it may sound, it may look from the outside like, you know, oh my God, how can you do this? And, you know, you're supposed to be like merging the feminine and masculine, but it's true. It's like, if you're already in the ma in a man's body with so much of the feminine, it is important to create a practice, that whole ritual where you stepping into the masculine energy to have a sense of it, to feel it deeply, because the more deep you go, you go into feeling the masculine within yourself, you're able to, to it's, it kind of like it is part of you and it, you, you can always come out of it and play with it and dance with it. I love to call it like a dance when I'm in my feminine and my masculine. Like I love to dance it with it because I, I personally, I love to be feminine. I love to the embodiment of my feminine and, um, and it is, it is real. Like women are so into the masculine that they have forgotten to even embody their sensuality and their femininity and they just don't know how to be feminine anymore. So being in these immersions, like, you know, you share and also in my work too, we have like a few days and it is so important for them to establish, establish that uh, practice so they can be consistent with it. And when you're consistent, you have anchor it. It's like, for me, like an anchoring pose that you can, from there you can, dance however you want it, but at least you already anchor. So I just wanted to share that because um, many people, you know, many people will hear things about 
anybody's work and compare it and try to, you know, sometimes to make it look like um, something that is not. And it is. it was very important for me to share this and to ask those questions because it kind of give us, for my audience, it kind of give us a better idea of his work for anybody who had not read anything and have no idea who he is and all of a sudden they're hearing things about other people, the tantra teachers and about his work and blah, blah, blah. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that because that really kind of like help us to understand the work that you guys do on a deeper level. So I really honor that. You know, the one principle, if you were to walk away with anything, understanding what I've been taught through David and this work is if you're, if you really want to embody the principles of this work on a spiritual level, there's only one question to ask yourself. Am I opening the person in front of me or closing them? Is my love, is my body mind serving this person and their enlightenment, their presencing to this moment, feeling love in this moment? Is it opening them or is it closing them right now? And from that perspective, the whole dogma of are you in your masculine or feminine really falls away because it doesn't matter if you're in your masculine or feminine. Honestly, you want to learn how to play both very well. But the true question is, are you serving the moment, the group that you're standing in front of, the people surrounding you, your family, your parents, your children, your lover? Are you opening them with the authentic love flow that's inside of you, of your authentic consciousness? And if you're concerned about you and it meeting your needs and what you want to be, and this is just the way I am and I want to be this way and you have resistance to being the ways that your partner would need you to be for them to actually be open by you. That's your first stage. That's your kink. That's where you stop practicing. So if it's about you uh, on any level, you inhibit the growth of your own spiritual practice and diminish the true transmission of spiritual connection that's available to you and your partner if you say it's irrelevant what i want what does this person need from my body mind so that they open to divinity in this moment and it's our willingness to yogically give that to the other person that is our capacity as a practitioner if you have no interest in doing that, if you stop right there and you go, I don't care what they want, I'm not giving them that, that's dirty, that's not me, that's not who I am, I don't, you, the practice ends right there. So, and again, we're not talking about just giving this to anybody, we're talking about giving this to a trustable person you want to go deep in intimacy with. I'm just talking about like showering this all over the world. We do not do that at all. As a matter of fact, my teacher is very monogamous. I'm monogamous I, um, in my sacred partnership. So the way that I approach this work is very much from a monogamous perspective. How do you take that one person and go with them infinitely deeper? Um, so in order to do that, you need to inquire, is what I'm doing right now opening this person into love in front of me or not? And if you're not asking that question, you're not in the spiritual domain of the work. You're still in the, what am I getting out of this work? Is this work feeding a hunger in me? 
And it takes a long time to get there because those little hungry voices never go away, honestly. They, they're always a part of our makeup. There was like, oh, it's not enough. I'm not getting enough. I'm not appreciated enough. I'm not going to give that unless you start giving that to me. So we're, in the journey of this work, it's we're tr if you really follow this work to the, to the nth degree, you become a saint. You walk through the world giving your unconditional love to anyone. And the world will crucify you ultimately for being so. That's the history of showing up as unconditional love. I mean, really, 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 when you're living it at that depth. So it's scary. And even opening to that vulnerability a little bit, that's part of the yoga. So you feel your resistance to wanting to give yourself so vulnerably to show your true anger, your true fear, your true sadness, to show your true trauma, any of that comes up and you just go, nope, I'm not going to do it. That's where the yoga stops <laughs> and you're no longer doing the posture. But if you open that part in you and maybe you're crying, you're enraged, you're lost, you're scared, but you're giving the transmission of your full consciousness, that's where this work becomes absolute magic. And you just realize you, when that happens, there's nothing else in the universe that can meet you there. It's, it heals on a depth that is just beyond psychotherapy. It's just beyond solo practice. It's beyond self-development. It's truly transcendental magic that happens between those two bodies when you're willing to go there. And that's the part of this work that I've fallen in love with. And I understand that's not for everybody. That's a scary place to go. Not everyone's ready for that. But if you are ready for that, it's an endless universe of divine nectar to be explored infinitely deeper. I love that. I've been in it. Yeah. <laughs> like I tell everyone, I've been in hell so many times, delightfully, deliciously enjoying it and love every part of it because, like you say, it's not for everyone. And as a practitioner myself, sometimes um, in, in a business practice for people who are also in this realm of, of being coaches and healers and mentors, um, what you said is, is beautiful in the aspect that we have to know as practitioners who's ready to really dive deep into this this beauty of exploration and to this yoga that, that you uh, talk about, all this tantra, all, you know, this whole consciousness, because it's very scary um, for many to face that shadow, that to face, you know, uh, and to be responsible for their projections and to face their ego and to face, you know, the wholeness of themselves, which is unknown. You know, many of us humans, we very scared of the unknown. So it is not predictable. We don't want to dive into it. If we don't know the end result, we just don't want to go into that journey. Uh, the beauty of what I feel that you guys share and uh, is for, you know, going saying yes to this amazing journey without knowing what's going to happen and just go like explorers, like, and just go into the jungle and just be delightful about it <laughs> and, and love every minute out of it, of it, not out of it, of it. Um, let me ask you this. When you talk about the anger, which it was, um, I tried to grasp 
that. Um, you mentioned, you know, to be in that state, uh, if you am feeling the anger, but if still you are um, sharing that unconditional, that openness, that vulnerability. Can you explain a little bit more about that so I can understand it better, what you were saying? Yes. So one of the pieces that helps create the deepest opening in sexual yogic practice is working with a lot of energy, um, particularly dark energy or suppressed energy in the body mind, because once it comes up and out, it's a liberation and an unwinding and a vulnerability becomes available. That is just almost impossible to get otherwise. Um, so when, if the feminine practicing partner, is expressing anger from judgment or blame. It's the most despicable thing on the planet. Nobody wants to, I mean, no one likes that to have anger expressed at them from a place of judgment and blame. But, but if you can learn how to open your heart, keep your eyes connected, feel your whole body, and express anger from a place without blame, but a place of this is what I'm actually feeling, this hurts like hell, consciousness will be drawn into that absolutely. Consciousness can't help but be gravitated towards that authentic heart vulnerability expressed through the body-mind without blame. But if there's contraction, judgment, blame on the other person, it's not it. It's a, it's our own, uh, but unwind that open the heart and show it. And that's vulnerable to show what you're really going through with an open heart. That becomes a launching pad for the depth of intimacy to happen in that next moment. It's a moment where you can transmute divine ecstatic love from that place. And when I describe this right now, there's a lot of women out there where it's like, well, men hate my anger. And it's like, well, you like, they don't want to hear it. They want to get out of the room. But that's because this yoga teaches both the man and the women how to be in that moment with a full open heart, fully conscious. And that changes everything. And from that place, all the men that I work with, anytime we're working with feminine energy flow like this, the men want it from the women. And when the women give it, it's not enough. They need more of that energy because the men can intuit that's inside of them, but it's being suppressed. And when a man can feel the full strength of your authentic heart storm without judgment or blame, it's the most ecstatic opening experience. You'll probably both be in tears, you know, in that moment. And that, creates a wide tear in the universe for ecstatic love to start flowing through between the two bodies. So that's just one, one example of millions of examples of how you can conduct these energies through the yogic practice. I can feel it. <laughs> I'm a feeling person, so I can feel the whole uh, energy that you are expressing what you taught like that's what like I was so excited that you came into my awareness because I see so many picture people's pictures and I have this ability that's like 
I can feel the energy. And when I show your picture, I show this balance of your masculine and your feminine, but your masculine is so like, oh, I want to say the word delicious <laughs> because it really is like it, it was so inviting at you know at the feminine and and it's very it's not easy to see that even in the community of sexual healers and sexual educators and I'm just saying this compliment to you because you know we gotta walk our talk and and one of the things I love to share with our community is that the practitioner self got to work the talk that you know they got to show the vulnerability they they have to be themselves and authentic so we can be of service and uh, to to our community and that you actually have to also as somebody who's watching whenever you choose a practitioner or a coach you have to feel you know that they they are in that integrity like i said and that's what I see in you, uh, Justin. I see that integrity of the work of, of of dancing in this realm of with the feminine and the masculine and embodying that masculine, which is delicious. And I really, really love that you guys are doing this work and helping men and women, especially men, to tap into that. Uh, because, yes, we do want more of, of men embodying more of the masculine energy and you know dance with the feminine but you know you actually are a role model i could say if i'm looking at somebody that is embodying the, the masculine i'm looking at you and i'm saying like yep that's the guy i will be so glad to send people to um you know i know also destin garrick that we work together and you know he actually told me about you so i can see that you guys are creating a beautiful community in the west coast and um yes and uh helping the man in there and i am so excited for you guys bringing this retreat also to florida because i'm also bringing a retreat to florida because it's time for the east coast <laughs> to experience the deliciousness of you guys <laughs> about the masculine because florida need it <laughs> So if you want to share more about that, uh, about the retreat happening, I believe in May, and uh, what else they do and what else you guys do in here in Florida? Yeah. Um, so David doesn't come out of the shadows all that often. You know, you got to catch him a few times a year because his events are a big deal, but they don't happen consistently. Um, so starting in May, May 4th, May 6th and 7th, David's going to be here in the Los Angeles area doing public talks, which is an incredible way to get an introduction to his work and just kind of feel him, see if the intensive's for you uh, and learn more in depth about what all these principles we just described through him though, his version of them. Um, then he's going to be in um, the Bay Area up north on the May 11th and 12th. And then after that, we'll be heading to Florida for the five-day private intensive. And that's May 26th through the 30th. And that's five days of a full embodiment. It's a very select number of men and women. We have an application process. You have to apply. You have to be chosen. Um, but you can find out more about the details and how to apply on David's website. Um, but if you end up coming, it's going to be a maximum of 32 people 
Um, it's going to be 16 women, 16 men, and it's 10 hour days, five days in a row where you're learning all of these principles yogically. Uh, you're working with opposite sex partners. You're working with same sex partners, cultivating different skills throughout the whole practice. Um, and you leave a five day experience with David, a new person. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And if that's something you're looking for, um, there's nothing that compares, honestly. It's, 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 if you're only going to do it once in a lifetime, you got to do it. Um, so that'll be happening in Florida. If you're interested in that, um, you can go to David's website. It's data.info, D-E-I-D-A dot info. Um, and all of his events are going to be on that page. Mm, beautiful. I am so glad that we're able to share this beautiful work that you guys are doing with our community. And the more people we can touch, the mer merrier. For some reason, my English does not want to work today. <laughs> but uh, yes, so that is amazing. We got so much out of it. Um, I really thank you, thank you, thank you so much, uh, Justin, for uh, saying yes to our show, for showing up, to not just show up in your physical body but also your whole energy is fully present here today thank you so much for that um yes and okay that's with david and what about you or oh, where people can find you and your work because i know you also coach and you have different things that you do but um yes share about you your work uh, yeah i do offer select private coaching um and you can find me at justinpatrickpierce.com on my website. You'll be able to reach out to me there. Um, and my partner, she's the one who really advertises a lot of the events we do. We have a once a month meetup where we do co-ed practices with men and women in Santa Monica here. We have an intensive coming up in September where London and I will be teaching two days here uh, in the Topanga, California area, which is a great way to experience our version of the work, which is very much from practicing partnership um, and a lot of the principles we've learned about eliminating the dogma, playing with energetic agility inside of the space. So um, all different flavors. And if you're interested in that, uh, London's website is londonangelwinters.com because all of the events will be on her website and it's London as an L-O-N-D-I-N, angelwinters.com. Uh, so those are the ways you could reach me. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. And now it's our time to say bye to our community. It has been amazing, uh, powerful, energetic <laughs> talk today. I hope you guys were taking note. And besides taking note, like listening with all aspects of each other with your heart, with your energy, with your body, with your senses, with everything, because um, beside the knowledge and the wisdom that Justin was sharing, there was so much activation energetic wise I can feel that I guarantee many have felt it and something, you know, something there for you. So I'm excited and wow, that was a powerful one. So 
Thank you so much, everyone, for, for tuning in today at Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn more about love, relationships, and sexuality and how to master it. So I honor you. Thank you. If you like this video, subscribe, uh, share with your friends, and the more the merrier. So, yeah, let's just make this world an amazing incredible place where relationships are, you know, aligning and tuning and everybody's deliciously happy. <laughs> so thank you, Justin, and have a great one. Bye, everyone. Thank you.